0: Hello, welcome to episode four of the Semi-Cinematic Podcast. My name is Hunter. My name is John. My name is Max. Today we're going to be doing something a little different. We're we're coming to the end of October and we're wrapping up with each of us talking about our top five favorite first-time horror watches for the month. My month was, was pretty low caliber overall. How did you guys do? Uh, I
1: think mine was um, at least my top five. Above average, they're in like the three and a half to four range. Nothing mind blowing for first watches, but um, I was able to keep the the riff raff out of there, like uh, like Urban Legend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, I mean, again, as the uh, resident gor- um my my month was was a little light overall in terms of horror. Um, I'll have to finish October pretty strong here, but um, some some good first time watches and enough to round out a top five. So I'm pleased with that.
0: Well, if, if you, you were afraid, at of, least if you were afraid of Deborah Carr, this would be an amazing month for you. <laughs> that is true, uh, and, and there
2: you know, spoiler alert: there there is a Deborah Carr film in the top five. So, mm, pretty predictable.
1: So your top yeah. five isn't five watches of Sorry. Wrong number.
2: No. That is a scary one, though. That that is <laughs> horrific to be bedridden and on the on the phone. But <laughs> not this not this year. Okay. Yeah.
0: Nor nor any year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a first time watch. So yeah, that's true.
1: Oh, that is very
0: true. It's disqualified. Yeah. Rules are rules. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get started. We'll we'll each, um, we'll rotate. We'll each do our fives and our fours and, uh, so on and so forth. Um, who, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, my fifth we've
1: discussed before. I saw it in the theater. It's Lamb from this year, directed by Valdemar Johansson, um, A couple discover a mysterious half lamb, half human newborn on their farm in Iceland. The unexpected prospect of family life brings them much joy before ultimately destroying them. I think we've all been through something like this in our lives. (laughs) Um, Great to look at, pretty atmospheric, but maybe not the best payoff. I enjoyed it, but I'm not sure it will stay with me long term. Oh, it's been nice. It's been nice going back to the theater, though. This last month, I've seen a few films. I'm starting to get back into the groove of going, maybe at least once a week, and uh, I'm enjoying it. And I'm enjoying the lack of people in there with me, even though I don't want theaters to go out of business. So it's a <laughs> fine line, you know. Hopefully, all the other to- show times that I'm not at are packed safely. With
2: <laughs> you should just go see Dune and IMAX or Dolby because those theaters were jam packed.
1: How was the, uh, did the audience that's, I worry when things are so packed, like that the audience behave itself like pretty quiet. Oh, they were fully engrossed. They were (laughs) just like (laughs) a Dune Dune crowd would be respectful. Yeah. I, I can see that.
2: Oh yeah. They were fully, fully drawn into that world. So that's, that's a different episode.
1: So I'd recommend Lamb, but I wouldn't like, I wouldn't say race to see it, but it's worth a watch. That's my number five.
0: All right, cool, cool. And uh, Max, do you want to go next? Yeah, uh, my number five is a movie
2: that we reviewed uh, not too long ago, but it's a uh, House on Haunted Hill. Again, I hadn't seen this one. You are know, one of those ones that you know, growing up in the '90s, that you were aware of but never got around to watching, and uh, it was a fun one. I, I think there's a, a firm spot there for for dumb 90s horror films that are, are fairly harmless and, you know, maybe don't have the creeping dread that some more modern you know, Ari, Aster, Ari Aster and A24 films do. But uh, no, it was a fun watch. Nice, nice spot there at number five.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you putting that one on a list. It, it, it's on very few lists, so. Right. It <laughs> uh, to, you know, again, when you watch a few horror films,
2: um, it, it it leaves those spots prime for the picking, so.
0: I hope Peter Gallagher is listening and he's pleased. I did enjoy it, um, especially Allie Larder. Tremendous well, talent. Oh, Allie, yeah. <laughs> I haven't forgotten her. All right, so my number five is a Lamberto Bava movie called "Body Puzzle." <laughs> that, and, that, already, you have me at the title. You have me at the title? <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, and this movie earned its spot at the bottom of my list. It's a uh, it's a why done it as opposed to a to a who done it, mm-hmm. oh. which I, I did like that uh, aspect to it. And uh, there's one amazing scene at this school for blind children where a teacher is murdered in front of her students. And obviously the students have, you know, they have no idea what's going on. And it's really well done. And and I wish I could say that about the rest of the movie. (laughs) I would say like that scene is about two stars, two out of five stars on its own. And there's a line that happens immediately following the scene that bumped it up probably a half star. Most of these slasher movies, you really don't need to know anything about the victims that have. Like three minutes of screen time, but someone tells the detective inve- investigating these murders that that the teacher had cornea surgery and that's why she wanted to teach the blind. And I think that's such a strange detail, like to have on a character who's not even in the movie for three minutes. Um, yeah, yeah. But I do like to think about because I think there was multiple writers on this movie, and I love to think of like the writer who came up with that in the writer writer's room and thinking like, I don't know, they added some sort of uh, detail that made the character more interesting or more likable. But of course, all that happens is you see her get killed, but the rest of the movie, I'd say it has another half star worth of entertainment, which brings it up to a three star film. <laughs> so I, 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 didn't enjoy, but wasn't annoyed. That's how I would put mm. it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That, that resonates with me. I, I have plenty of
1: those experiences.
0: And that one murder scene r- really is spectacular.
1: Sometimes one scene can really, yeah, get
0: it get it to fifth in the
1: <laughs> top five.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, John, what's your number four?
1: My number four was actually, could have gone higher, but has one of the worst endings I've ever seen. Well, ridiculous endings. Um, this is 1981's happy birthday to me directed by j lee thompson starring melissa sue anderson and 50s legend glenn ford uh trudging his way through a slasher oh wow <laughs> um, yeah so this movie is really fun um it actually looks really good and um i i believe the director took it pretty seriously he um he's not best known for directing the original cape fear um and this movie's going some interesting kills uh but apparently they changed the ending to the film pretty late on in the game and what happens is it's like it's so (laughs) it's so ridiculous I you can't even I I don't even know how to explain it you just have to watch it. it Hunter you've seen this right yeah, I really like that movie. no, it it was a lot of fun, but the end the
0: ending, you have to say is preposterous. I don't remember it specifically. Um, it's very scooby doo. <laughs> okay <laughs> well, kinda... it involve, Is there like a bloody birthday cake towards the end? Yes, yes, okay. Was, yeah, I remember I remember remember that for sure. I definitely recommend this film,
1: and even if the ending being so preposterous, um, it's worth it. It's one of those things that's like so bad it's good. Um, but overall, it's a really fun watch. But if you want a ending where you're satisfied with how clever it is, this is not the film for that. But otherwise, I'll really like one of my one of the better slashes I've seen in a while. Just really, like the characters are pretty likable, um, good pacing. It's just it's, it looks really good. And even for it's a longer slasher, it's an hour, and 50 minutes, but it doesn't feel that long. Um, oh, and there's an opening scene in this that is really memorable, where um, a bunch of the characters are playing a game of chicken with a drawbridge and going over it progressively in order as it gets more and more wide. It's pretty crazy. Um, I think I think they used 15 cars to get the shots there. Like some of them were destroyed, so um, entertaining for sure. It's 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 a definite recommendation for me. It's a good it's a good for being fourth on my list. It's it's a really fun one.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty cool movie. Yeah, and Max, what's your number four?
2: So my number four uh, again we're going to stay with the theme of, of first time watches that we have reviewed previously. Uh, and number four was night of the creeps. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 1986 directed by Fred Decker. Um, uh, no, I, I, I like this one a lot. And I think this is just the, the stage of life (laughs) with horror that I find myself in where, uh, pretty light, pretty silly, pretty fun. Um, you know, again, uh, interesting story, you know, fun, you know, uh, not fun characters, but just, you know, well, well scripted characters. And, uh, yeah, I was happy with that recommendation. So um, that's my number four is Night of the Creeps.
1: Oh, go that, would ahead. Number, that would be my number one if I had seen it for the first time this month. But I have not. It's, <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> it is tough. you know with these rewatches. But no, great, great first time watch.
0: All right, and my number four is another Italian movie. It's called "Watch Me When I Kill." This movie—it's it, really only on here because I—I watched so many bad movies this month. Um, and, and this movie does have, a, a, well, one a great title. I mean, Italians are—they their titling is supreme. <laughs> um, but this is a pretty ordinary, bland, Jallo. Uh, There's a. Uh, I gave it a half star for the title. There's a tremendous murder scene in a bathtub that 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 got a, another one point five. So we're at a two, and and then the rest <laughs> of the movie has about one star worth of entertainment value. So it adds up to a three. <laughs> um, Just, are you tag playing this like on a little notepad as you watch? It? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's for. People like J- Jallo completists only should watch uh, mm. watch me when I kill
1: another great title. I love these Italian titles.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, well, we should probably talk about our favorite titles. That should be a question that gets answered at some some point in an episode. But yeah, there's a spaghetti Western called kill them all and come back alone. <laughs> That's an awesome title. Mm. That's amazing. Oh, uh, that is good. All right, back to you, John. Oh, um, my number
1: three, I've seen a lot of murders on screen. And one of the murders in this, my voice, I even lost my voice there for a second. One of the murders in this film is one of the most brutal, haunting ones I've ever seen. Uh, number three is angst. 1983, directed by Gerald Cargill. Uh, I think he only did one other film that was mostly kind of a documentary. Um, A killer is released from prison and breaks into a remote home to kill a woman, her handicapped son, and her pretty daughter. The daughter is very pretty, I have to say. (laughs) It's a weird thing to be in a synopsis, but that's what it says. And I agree, she is great early 80s style. Um, But she is the victim of that gruesome murder uh this film it does some interesting kind of pov shots um it's shot like very uniquely you don't really see a lot of films especially at the time shot like this it's kind of a little bit um it's kind of a little bit almost like it's from the perspective of the killer like it's kind of uneven at some points you get like that frenetic feel of what it might be like to be you know um wanting to kill people or like having this desire to kill. Um, I believe it's based on a true story. And I read about the true story. And like, a lot of the details are pretty similar to what happens in this film. Um, It's also a film where you see kind of the before and after and during of the kills, like you don't just see the kill, and then it goes to something else. And like, there's a lot of like, you see most of the actions of him Breaking into the house, confronting the family, um, disposing of bodies, or like removing the bodies—all that stuff. Like a lot of like the most gruesome kind of slow parts of a murder are left in. It's interesting. It's almost almost has a documentary feel, or like like you're just kind of like watching from afar what's going on. Um, It's pretty powerful. yeah, but of the thing that saved me the most was that the way that one murder was shot, like it makes it really, it's like the most, it's pretty sickening, but it's impressive the way they pulled it off. Uh, I know you've seen this Two Hunter, right? I think you liked yeah. it as well.
0: Yeah, I did like it. I liked it quite yeah. a bit. I think I almost wonder if I would like it more on a rewatch because it had been built up quite a bit for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I
1: kind of went in with not knowing really anything except that like i had seen it on a list and i was like i'll check this out it looks interesting it's a short runtime, and uh it was streaming it hadn't been streaming before so it's on criterion i think and canopy it's at a few
0: places yeah i remember yeah. the camera work was pretty amazing in it yeah it's
1: really interesting um i really i really liked it cinematographer i don't he did only a couple other films so i'm surprised that neither the director nor the cinematographer did more uh, I don't know. That's my number three.
0: Nice. Nice. All right, Max, what do you got for us?
2: Yeah, so my number three, uh, it's got some fun little tie-ins here. So because it was directed by J. Lee Thompson, who also directed oh. Happy Birthday to Me. Yeah. And it stars um, an actor who's in my number one film. So my number three is Eye of the Devil, 1966 directed by Jay Lee thompson starring deborah carr um mm-hmm. sharon tate dave uh, david niven donald pleasance um this was a lot of fun uh, i need a new word it, it was enjoyable um, <laughs> fun. it was a good time it was a good time we'll call it good time but no i sometimes with like older you know 50s 60s horror I mean again I, I enjoy the poster for this movie where you know this is the climax and mind- chilling terror um, and I'm sure it was <laughs> in 1966 yeah um, you know nowadays I think we've seen some you know more horrific things but um no I, 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 you know this this was a good one uh, lots of, of of solid visuals and 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 I and, and just the, the the story was interesting um, anytime you've got a little bit of a family mystery, and you know, people kind of doomed to their fates. Um, that's always, uh, I think, you know, interesting for me to watch and 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 just see. You know, are they going to be you know find a way out of this? Or are they going to you know be, um, kind of stuck with with this this path that they're on? So, and you know, obviously, it's got Deborah Carr, so it's kind of a win win there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I recommend that one. Uh, pretty. Pretty quick watch. I think it's yeah, ninety six minutes. So again, love those, love those run times. Yeah, not much to say else about that one. But yeah, that's my number three, Eye of the Devil.
0: Yeah, I remember enjoying that one. I don't. I don't think I, I loved it, but uh, I have like like you. I have a heart for the doomed as well, mm. and uh, and it was good to see Sharon Tate. Like in a, I haven't seen very many movies with her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, being a big fan of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it it is you know fun to see her in a movie. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah. I've seen her in a movie either, and uh, I just added it to my list as we as we were talking about it, so I wouldn't forget it.
0: Well, well, John, have you seen the Fearless Vampire Killers, the Polanski movie? Um, maybe.
1: It's. I think it's one of those so long ago. If I saw it, that I didn't
0: read it, so I'm not totally sure. Oh, okay. All right, so my number three. Now, I cheated a little bit. I have a tie. Mm. And we... you'll see why in a minute. It's uh, two the two Indonesian horror movies that I talked about recently, The Queen of Black Magic and Impetigo. I, I felt it was hard for me to choose one. And I just thought, uh, it's I'll probably never have a movie with uh, Indonesian horror films on it again. so i wanted to include two but yeah i i liked both of these movies a lot i thought they were really good um the opening scene of impetigore might be the best scene i've seen in a movie this month
1: Mm.
0: it is uh really gripping and suspenseful and uh yeah both of these are on shutter and yeah definitely recommend both of them so moving on to number two john you're up next
1: number two uh i'm participating in a few hooptober lists i kind of downloaded them all and i'm just kind of picking ones that are available to stream and my number two is a toby hooper film it's the fun house from 1981. uh i had a lot of fun with this one i just love the backdrop of a carnival for a horror film it's pretty perfect there's just so many weird and interesting characters That just work at the carnival itself kind of makes for just a creepy atmosphere let's see the film looks really good Uh, hooper like he's just there's some really good setups for these films these um scenes within the rides themselves um the cast is pretty likable um there's a really fun opening scene with um has a bit of a nod to psycho with uh I don't want to give it away actually, cause there's a little bit of a surprise in it, but it's a great, it's a great cold open to the film. And I think really good opening scenes like that just gets you excited for what's to come. Sometimes they disappoint you and like, that's the highlight of the film, but it's not the case here. Um, I think it's really good throughout. There's a couple plot lines that don't really go anywhere. You're not sure if they were really needed, but um, overall it was a good time. And, uh, my favorite error, as I say often, of films of this early 80s. And uh, I don't know, it's just being in a funhouse is a good time. Like, you, bad things are happening, but you're just, like, enjoying watching <laughs> these poor people struggle. <laughs> Anything else I can say about this one? I don't know, it just looks so good. Interesting, uh, the final girl a lot of times the final girl is um you know pretty tough and kind of smart and makes good decisions this final girl is more kind of reacting to things how like i guess most of us would uh, more just like scared and kind of frozen doesn't know what to do but i like the realism of that um it's tough to say i mean if you see someone on wheel of fortune and how bad they are at solving puzzles that have like one letter left. You can't, it's hard to think that people under pressure in a situation are going to be so clever to trick, um, an oncoming killer. So I respect the realism of the panicky final girl. Even if some people are like, you know, it's not as cool because she's not a badass. She, uh, you know, she, she still finds a way (laughs) to get some good things done at the end. And, uh, yeah, uh, a strong three point seven out of five on this one,
0: and that's my number two. Nice,
1: nice. I, I love the Fun House.
0: It's my second favorite Toby Hooper movie. Mm.
1: I look um, forward to watching it again. To be honest, I'd like to rewatch it
0: soon. Yeah, it's it's a great one, and it's it's one of the early slasher movies that was actually like produced by a studio, and so like yeah, like what like you said, I mean, it looks great. Yeah, you can tell there's there was some money put in it. And that's,
1: yeah, that's another thing. Like, I love this genre, but it's very rare that you get one with, like, full major studio backing. And uh, when you do, and if the rest of the, um, like, the, the script is decent and the cast is decent, it really,
0: that production value really can can show.
1: And it, it's appreciated, for sure.
0: I can't remember if it's this one or not, but... um. Yeah, you know, Toby Huber had quite a uh, a drug habit. And I think he ended up not filming for about two weeks of the production. And the cinematographer directed for, I think, I think about two weeks. I think it's The Fun House, but I'm not positive.
1: Yeah, I heard that, too. I can't remember if it's The Fun House or not. I'm thinking, you, yeah, thinking you're Yeah, you right. I know it's definitely something with him. Um, yeah, I don't think it was. Or was it Texas semester
0: two maybe i don't, Ooh, I don't know. know i know that that was kind mm. of a bad production oh really or just it just as a whole yeah yeah mm. all right well max what's uh, what's your number two number two
2: was was a blast um another 90s or <laughs> 90s 80s 1980s horror film Um, coming in at a a crisp 85 minutes, it is uh, Critters. Yes, nice. Yeah, the first Critters film. Um, Apparently, I I did some reading, apparently not inspired by the success of Gremlins. Mm. I find that hard to believe coming out two years after Gremlins, but regardless, uh, Critters was a lot of fun. You know, there's something to be said about, I think, practical... Special effects, um, you know, puppets, animatronics, things like that. Um, even though you know the things that you can achieve with with CGI are um, incredible. Uh, see Dune for example. I'm just gonna <laughs> Dune throughout this whole episode. But no, um, Critters a lot of fun, and I, you know, I, I it's one of the, again another another movie that you know it's just it's just been on. I think that cover is burned in everyone's brain that grew up with Blockbuster. Um, just sitting there and staring at you with the little critters on the front. Um, But yeah, no, this was a good one and it's got a very uh, memorable uh, exchange between two of the critters that uh, makes for a, (laughs) makes for a great gif. Um, So if you watch it, I, I, I I would hope that it stands out um, pretty, pretty vividly, but yeah, I I liked it a lot. I, I I don't know that I would want to watch the myriad of sequels and spinoffs that have, you know, spawned from critters, but uh definitely recommend the first one.
1: I've never seen it, but I'm so ready to watch it. It's I almost watched it this week and uh mm. I love a fun I mean, as much as I love a dark horror, I also love a fun kind of silly horror too. You know. Or like one that can like at least laugh at itself somewhat. I don't know. There's there's something to be said for both. I don't want it to be all funny games. I wanted right. some kind of stress, but <laughs>
2: some some stakes. Yeah, yes,
1: I want some stakes.
2: But yeah, so number two is uh, is critters. Nice. Yeah, I've never seen that one either. Mm, maybe that should have been um, event. Maybe that maybe that should have taken the place of Event Horizon.
1: I wouldn't mind doing yeah. a Gremlins critters double feature at home, but then I'm wondering if if one will take away from the other, or mm, will be. they complement each other? I don't know gremlins is pretty great
0: i am a gremlins fan
2: yeah but one's like earthbound one's more like space kind of connected
0: so there's there's you know
1: okay so maybe it's a perfect combination
0: yeah yeah all right and my number two is prano bailey bond's uh debut feature which is sensor i love the style it's right up my alley it looks amazing um it, the movie deals with video nasties, which is you know, something that's of interest to me. Mm, yeah. And it's it's shot on 35 millimeter, which is so rare for like a kind of low budget horror movie. And some of the visuals seem like they could have been inspired by by Mandy, like some of the lighting. And I love the, um, the way Mandy looks as well. Um, but it's got a great score. The lead performance is really strong. I guess my only criticism is it, it doesn't really add up to much in the end. And like the the last act, I wasn't crazy about. Overall, though, I, I thought it was really good, and uh, yeah, definitely worth worth checking out. I I need to finish Sensor. I, I I'm I'm sad
2: that I couldn't put on the list. I, I started and stopped it. I think at least twice. I'm the past year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not a yeah. Great bit where I just the wrong. You hear the wrong noise in the room, you know, like out of the headphones, and you're like, nope, I'm, nope, can't do it. I'm done.
0: Oh, so, wow. I was just joking.
2: No, <laughs> I, I, it's embarrassing to admit. I, I feel, it feels so childish, but
0: like no, I you said, should be
2: proud. Yeah. It takes, you know, you, you got to open up.
0: People, people need to know that it's okay to be afraid. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty cool movie. I definitely recommend it. And the film historian, Kim Newman, it's actually the first thing that he's ever produced and he does great commentaries and special features on on blu-rays um, and he also wrote the book nightmare movies which is uh it's kind of like his version of stephen king's dance macabre which max oh. if, if i ever find that book <laughs> i'll give it back to you <laughs> uh and, yeah uh, or like david uh david skull's monster show just kind of like a history of horror book but it, it's it's a really good book if you're into horror nice all right, that brings us to number one. John, I I, I I can't wait any longer. Can you can you tell us now?
1: <laughs> yes. I will say that if one of these films was on one of our horror podcasts and was a first watch, but I don't feel like it's a horror film after watching it, so I'm not gonna put the hidden as my number one. Although I probably enjoyed it the most. I've, I still I don't think it's a horror film after watching it. But I didn't know going in. It was a genre classification for it because of the slug but I feel like it's more of a action thriller than horror so my number one is actually the first film I watched of the month uh from 1997 it's Cure directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa a wave of gruesome murders is sweeping Tokyo the only connection is a buddy X carved into the neck of each of the victims in each case the murderer is found near the victim and remembers nothing of the crime detective Takabe and psychologist Sakuma are called in to figure out the connection but their investigation goes nowhere very atmospheric film uh kind of a procedural has that um kind of ongoing dread feel Uh, I really 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 enjoyed this um hadn't really seen anything like it before especially kind of how the killings are done and the reasons behind them and i don't want to i kind of want to leave that as a surprise i think i talked about it a little bit as i uh, recently watched but very highly recommended i believe it's on criterion um it just has that it's just it's dark but it's not i guess it's a little gory but i don't know it's just it's, it takes you to a dark place but it's a uh, Really interesting ride, and um, I'd like to see some more of Kiyoshi Kurosawa's films. I've got some on my list, but I haven't delved in. It's the first one I'd seen. It's very, very highly regarded, and uh, did not disappoint. It's my number one.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I, now I haven't seen it um, since June fourth of two thousand sixteen, <laughs> so I can't. Uh, I can't talk about it in great detail, but I I will say that. I do remember liking it. I gave it four stars. Me too. Have you seen um, Have you seen Pulse? I don't think so. I haven't seen that in... It came out in 2001. I don't think I saw it when it came out. But it's probably been over 10 years since I've seen it. But I remember really liking Pulse. Yeah, it's
1: on my list here. Yeah, I'd like to check out something else of his. Yeah, I I really I really like the direction in that film. I can I can see is that his the next one after it a couple years later,
0: two thousand one. Yeah, it's getting
1: we're running out of October days. I need to get some
0: more uh, horror films in here. Not me. I I, <laughs> now I might watch <laughs> I might watch Frankenstein or Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein on Halloween because it's kind of a tradition. That sounds so nice. Yes. Mm, yeah. Um, it's a very good tragi- uh, tradition. I I I really enjoy that movie. Wait a second, Max. We didn't. You're next, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Whew. All right, Max. We'll <laughs> spit it out.
2: Uh, as mentioned before, um, Donald Pleasance makes a appearance in this movie. My number one, uh, 1978, a little known film called Halloween.
1: <laughs> I've heard of this.
2: I think I think some people may have heard of this before, but no, directed by John Carpenter, which again everyone should know. Um, but yeah, watch. You know, again, uh, there is a firm theme um, on on my top five of movies that you know at, at 32 I probably should have seen by now, um, but embarrassingly had not. And so we have so we we did a little movie night with some friends and and watched the original Halloween way better than halloween kills uh, I'll, I'll say i'll say that <laughs> mm-hmm. um evil dies tonight evil evil did something died tonight i don't know if it was evil but maybe maybe my a desire little, to see little, future halloween films a little of us all died tonight. Yeah. <laughs> a little <laughs> tiny piece but i no, this was good. Um, I think, and, and I, I did some reading, just you know, because I was curious about you know, again, older films and how they did. And I, I'm amazed that this film had a budget of, of three hundred thousand dollars. Um, that that's and then and then it grossed, or I guess three hundred twenty-five thousand up to, but then it, you know, the box office was sixty to seventy million. Um,
1: and Not I bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: I just like I don't know, I feel like. I can't think of like the last time a movie in, in my lifetime, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe Blair Witch Project or something where, yeah. you know, at the time, like this was unknown, you know, this was a you know, independent film. And, um, I don't know. That's, what's difficult, you know, being so far removed from when these movies come out, um, to, to know, to be able to kind of feel the cultural impact that they have.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's it's obviously nice to reap the benefits, um, <laughs> you know, and, and and hear all about it, and know what it is. But yeah, I liked Halloween. Um, I think it's surprising, you know. I, I, again, the, the 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 obvious kind of association with horror movies is, is blood and gore and guts and kills. But you know, a, a pretty fairly un-gory movie. Um, you know, they're they're yeah. They're you know, there's obviously kills and things but I, I was surprised I think at how effective it you know demonstrates the the violence of of Michael Myers without really showing much um, I don't know i I mean I I know this is you know probably on everyone's list but yeah I again you know just a you know, a pleasant surprise when you when you watch something that's been just been so hyped up and so um talked about and i mean i there's i don't know endless sequels or video games and books and comic books and um i think to watch something and, and see how it holds up it's yeah it, it's it's kind of a relief
0: so that's my number one firm firm number one nice it's it's a good one i haven't i don't know the last time i rewatched carpenter's uh halloween but i i do love it Ninety-one
2: minutes. So another. <laughs> oh, I know of, of double-digit runtimes. So
0: yes, bring them back. I know they—they they need to come back. It's—it's it's so nice when something is less than two hours long. Do you think it's right, because? Tonight? Is it because it was, everything's shot on video now that like it's just easier to keep going? You know what I'm saying? Like uh, I don't know. I don't know what what. It is. I don't know why runtimes are, but they are. I, I actually think it's because so many movies have huge budgets. Like, yeah. There's very few. Well, I mean, like even lo- I'm trying to think of lower budget movies and runtimes because, like, new horror movies that come out are pretty short. Like, I think Sensor was like 85 minutes. Mm-hmm.
1: How long was yeah. the first *Saw*? That was pretty low budget. That's like I think it was only like a million.
0: Yeah, I don't know how long the first saw was. I would first think it was like ninety-five minutes or something. Saw was it? Does it feels pretty crisp? So yeah.
1: crisp, crisp, crisp. Mm, it was um, Oh, oh, one hundred and three minutes. Ooh, dang! Mm. Just over too long. Could have cut out some of that screaming. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, now this brings me to my number one, which is James Wan's *Malignant*. Ooh. What a shocker! I, I wouldn't Whoa. have guessed this, but no, wow. It's a uh, it's a really dumb movie, <laughs> um, but I think it's got a lot of entertainment value. It actually has some pretty cool action scenes, and I I do really like James Wan. I I love *The Conjuring*. Um, I do think that he's a director whose strengths can also be a weakness sometimes like he always seems to try to get the most interesting angles or he tries to take a scene as far as it can go which which can be great but in malignant it does have some some kind of bad looking scenes where the main character's surroundings are transformed into like a new location where a a murder is taking place and there's a lot of cgi during the transformation and the camera is spinning around you know the main character while it's happening and 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 all it really needed was something simple like you could have just like the camera could have just pushed in on her her eyes and she could have blinked and the camera could have pulled out and she could have been in a different room like there's got to be this uh less stylized way to pull off the same thing but overall i think it 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 is a just a lot of fun it, it's it's a wild movie it's it's definitely worth worth watching now this was on HBO Max but i i think that they took it down i don't think they it's on did. there anymore
1: yeah it's not there anymore i don't know why i'm
0: assuming oh. it's coming out on blu-ray soon mm-hmm.
1: i missed my window
0: man yeah i would love to watch that like soon hmm. yeah it, it's it's pretty fun it, it's a ridiculous movie and some of his horror movies like the conjuring i would say is fairly classy
1: yeah i like the conjuring too yeah
0: and this of- it, but this is it seems to be more inspired by kind of trashy 80s horror movies mm. okay now i will say john this might affect your enjoyment of it uh oh there is a cover of a Pixies song, and yes, it's that Pixies song. Because <laughs> most people in the world will, in the world are only aware of one Pixies song, mm-hmm. and it plays the basser, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it plays a few times. I don't know if there's ever any singing, but it, it is a a cover of "Where Is My Mind." Mm-hmm. I know you hate the Pixies. Well, do you hate them?
1: No, I can't remember. I, I hate the use of that song in Fight Club at the end.
0: Oh, it's brutal. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> but I don't hate the Pixies per se. But yeah, I will say they you. are a band. I'm more on your side in regards of the Pixies now, where I I can't really enjoy them anymore. <laughs> like I just can't do it, but but yeah it, it's you can probably overlook it and i will say as far as covers go it's it's not the worst but yeah it, it's definitely worth worth checking out it the action sequences are are really cool they they're they're a lot of fun all right y'all well i think that that brings us to the uh, end of the show unless either one of you has anything else you want to say can't wait to see dune mm-hmm. yeah 24 hours no, I, I I'm going to oh. say I'm I'm excited, but also I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid that it's just not that I'm just not going to be the the audience for this movie.
1: I feel like one of us is going to have problems with it. I'm just not sure which
0: one. Because <laughs> I, I'm not a huge sci-fi fan. I mean, there are sci-fi movies I love. Mm, Prometheus. I adore Prometheus. An Alien, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I was I thought Prometheus was kind of a snooze fest. Okay, so I I saw it once <laughs> <laughs> in the theater, and and I thought it was awful. Okay, okay, and then I rewatched it. And uh, to quote the the amazing song from the animated Beauty and the Beast, I thought, there must be something there that wasn't there before, (laughs) which isn't true. It was there before, but I wasn't seeing it. Huh. Hmm. So I should rewatch. I think based on the strength of the visuals and the score alone, it's a... A great time at the movies. I went, but I also think there's awesome horror sequences. I mean the, mm-hmm. um, the surgery scene, yeah, is tremendous. Yeah, I I love the movie. I think it's awesome. And Max, you you rewatched it and liked it way more, right? I just checked, and I, I it's
2: I didn't log it, so it, it that means it's been. I don't know,
0: five years since I've mm. seen it. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's kinda wild. I thought it was on your top for it, some reason it, I thought it was it, on your top something at some point. It is in the top one hundred. Mm. But it hasn't been logged. So it there's a lot of people that really really dislike Prometheus, and which is fine. I think people should be allowed to like you know whatever they want no i'm I'm a huge fan i I love it okay how many times have I logged this <laughs> oh three times that's not too many but yeah it's a great time and it it's one of my favorite favorite recent scores the score is awesome yeah I'm gonna have to add this to a
2: to a to a watch list I, I have the blu-ray so I don't have to worry about it streaming it but it is on amazon prime and peacock it looks like
0: nice it's a visual feast it's wonderful we'll see all right y'all <laughs> well this has been a, an exalted pleasure this was fun i i like i like a yeah. good
1: list yeah
0: as always yeah and we didn't have
1: one out of all 15 none of them were the same right
0: no true no true. crossover yeah no crossover which is weird i thought for sure that each of you would have body puzzle <laughs> we just it, it just it, it just fell off yeah number six uh didn't bummer. quite bummer <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right I uh, sensor if i had finished sensor it would have it would have made it on the into the top five so
0: yeah we'll turn uh turn it back on and turn on all the lights and you be okay. okay you can you can make it through yeah, maybe I watched
2: it in the break room at work or something. Yeah.
0: Did you think what what you saw? Did you think it was a a visual feast? Yeah, yeah, I I I
2: liked it. It's like you're just you know you're like ah, I don't know, not today.
1: Yeah, that happens. Do you guys think that headphones
0: make things scarier? No, I don't think so. I, I I've never. I mean, the only movie that I think is actually scary... I don't know if we've talked about this. I think the original Black Christmas is an actually an actual scary movie. Ooh, the sounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some creepy stuff going on there. Yeah. Outside of that, I can't think of any movies where I've felt scared while watching it. I was once so scared by the video
1: game Silent Hill, I had to turn it off. <laughs> And stop immediately. Yeah, there was some things popping out that I didn't want to see. It was too much for me. Twenty-year-old me.
2: I think. Yeah, it just depends. Like, and also, like, like I guess what your headphones are, because there's some that like you you'll hook them up, and and the 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 dialogue will be you know much lower than than the 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 music, the score.
1: Oh yeah. So you
2: have to kind of bump up your volume. Uh, to, you have know, to hear what they're saying, and that's how they get you.
0: Yeah, yeah I hate that's... that. When uh, when you know, when you have to like sort of ride the volume button out mm-hmm. a movie, not fun. Yeah,
2: yeah. Someone someone should fix that. I, I will. I'll,
0: I'll buy that tech
2: where it does it for <laughs> you.
0: Oh, where can we be found on uh, social media? Oh my gosh! <laughs> do, do we know? Should we we try that again?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Oh, boy. Keep this all in. This is what I get (laughs) for not being prepared. Uh, It can be about five seconds. And we can be found on Instagram at instagram.com slash semi underscore cinematic. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com semi cinematic pod, All one word uh, On Letterboxd, we're letterboxd.com
0: Semi-Cinematic Excellent. I-, I didn't transition into that very smoothly, but I think that's okay Yeah And our email address, if you want to email
1: us You know what? If you email us suggestions we might take you up on those and watch them uh, Semi-CinematicPod at gmail.com mm-hmm.
0: Oh, and people should probably uh, subscribe and 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 like and review if if uh, if you feel up up for it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Feedback is always welcome. If you yeah, want, even negative us, feedback. Yeah, we'll take bring it. bring it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're we're I mean, pretty we're pretty tough characters.
1: Yeah, we could take tweets sour, sour. You know, <laughs> yeah. we can be we can be welcome to constructive criticism. It's
0: it's okay. We want to get better. All right, well that brings us to the end. Thanks for listening. What about next week? Oh wait, what what are we doing next week? Do we know? Oh wait, we already recorded the episode. <laughs> Am I drunk? Hold on.
1: Um, <laughs> You're doing some Tarantino uh, out of sequence
0: stuff here. Yeah, yeah. You um, are week one, right? Yes. All right, so next week uh, is going to be our first uh, episode in November. And all month we are going to be uh, talking about film noirs. And our first episode... episode—that's Oh boy, I selected the first one, right? Yes, you did. Yep. All right. <laughs> all right so Sorry. Next we, it's so confusing <laughs> since we recorded that episode, you know, like, yeah, three and a half months ago. Right. But, um, um, yeah, so our first episode I selected... The movies, and for my uh, first time watch, uh, I selected The Reckless Moment, the Max Ophuls movie. And for rewatch, I selected Robert Wise's Odds Against Tomorrow. And then that's that's the entire preview of the show. I'm looking forward to Noir of Ember. Can't I'm wait to watch them. Us.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and talk about them.
0: That's true. <laughs> that's true. All right, y'all. Well, uh, we enjoyed this, and um, and we'll do this again. We, we're, we'll do another top five list uh, at, probably at the end of November.
1: Absolutely. Sounds like fun. Let's do it.
0: Perfect. All right. All right. All See you right. fellas next time. Time's All right. Big. Thanks for listening.